If this is your first time here, hey, I'm Jenna, and I'm so glad that you're joining me here today. A little disclaimer that you will hear in every episode is this. What I'm about to share with you are my personal thoughts, opinions, and experiences. I am not an expert, nor will everything that I say be factual. Please do your own research and think for yourself. As always, my hope is that my life experiences can help you in your life. So sit back and soak in the goodness. Let's jam. Okay, so this online dating experience for me has not been good. Is anybody else out there struggling like me, just like trying to find like a decent human being? Because all of the guys that I have met or that I have matched with and I have talked to and I have like gone on like dates with or even just like text and maybe it never got to that point because they're douchebags. Like all of them have been douchebags. And if you've been listening to my podcast, like there's the episode called The Aftermath where I talked a little bit about this awful toxic dating relationship where I gave this guy a chance for four months and it was just so terrible. And I feel like that's how it's been. I just feel like I can't find just a normal guy. Like a, a normal guy who's going to respect me, who's going to treat me right, and who's going to love me unconditionally. I mean, is it like that hard to find? I, I just really don't understand. And I'm getting so frustrated. Like I've been on this journey for 11 months now. And it just feels like I'm never going to find anybody. And that's really hard and really sucky. But also, there it, it's not just like in my control. There's two people who are involved and like he has to want it too. And he has to like be a decent person too and fight for it too and treat me right, you know. And so I, I feel like I'm doing the best that I can, but like nothing is working. And like, let's just get into it. So I was, there was this guy that I was kind of chatting with on Bumble and he, um, his communication was not good. It was very spotty and I felt that he was very hot and cold, but I still, excuse me, I have to sneeze, but I still wanted to give him a chance because, you know, it's an online dating platform. Um, And who knows, like maybe his mom died or his dog died or maybe he got in a car accident or maybe he like was talking to multiple girls at one time and he wanted to put more like focus on this one girl. Like, I don't know. I feel like I used to be the girl who would get so pissed off if guys wouldn't message me right away. But I kind of feel like that's just not how the game works. And you got to kind of play the game like the game works that (laughs) some people are going to be super responsive and super quick and like super quick to give out their phone number. And some people, it just takes a little bit more time, you know? So, um, okay. So then we started talking on like, there was a two week time period where we were chatting on Bumble. It started on a Monday and we had a great conversation, great conversation. Then I heard from him the next day, which was Halloween. And at that point I was watching the, um, Diamondbacks world series and, I had asked him if he's been watching the World Series and he goes, no, but I would watch it with you, you know, like being flirty. And I was like, oh, well, there's going to be a game tomorrow. Do you want to meet up and watch it? And then I like told him something else and he just completely ignored my request of asking him on a date. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Like maybe he's not ready, whatever, you know, then I don't hear back from him until another week. And he goes, hey, how was your week last week? And I told him 
And then after that, I just had to get off the dating apps. I just like, I have to take breaks at certain times because it just gets so discouraging and I get so tired of putting in a tremendous amount of effort and I'm getting no reward out of it. So I took a break from the dating apps and then the following Wednesday, I was just curious. I was like, hmm, I wonder if this guy messaged me Um, because like I felt like we could be like a good match. Like I would love to explore it more. So I get back on Bumble and I saw that he left me a voice message and I thought his voice was super sexy and I'm definitely like a voice girl. Like if you have a sexy voice, like that's definitely going to get me attracted to you. So I message, I sent him a voicemail on the app and I'm just like, Hey, sorry, it's taking me so long. I just had to step away. And I had already told him in a previous conversation how, how exhausting this journey has been. And how I put in all this effort and I'm just not seeing the reward. So like, and he knows I'm looking for a, a husband and that I want to have a family. And he messaged me, he sends me a message back, something like, you know, I hope I wasn't the cause of you having to get off the app, which in honesty he was, but I didn't tell him at the time. But I just said, no, I said, you already know how I feel about it, whatever. And then it's just like crickets again. And so okay, wait, before it was crickets, I I said, you know, actually I got back on the app because I was hoping that you messaged me. So when I saw that you did, I got really excited. And he goes, he goes, yes, I was really excited to hear from you too. And I said, good, I'm glad we're both on the same page. And I don't hear back from him for the rest of the day. And then like 24 hours goes by and I still don't hear from him. And I'm like, okay, like maybe this guy is like really shy. I don't know. I feel like there would be some ladies out there who would be like, this guy's a freaking idiot and wouldn't give him the time of day. But I just try to give people grace because you never know what they're going through. And I'm like really trying to find a husband. So if I don't like follow through on these things, like I'm never going to find him. Even if I do follow through, I might still not find him. But anyways, so I, I just said, Hey, like, here's my number. Hope to hear from you. He texts me immediately, immediately. Okay. And when he, when I sent him the voicemail, voice memo, he messaged me back almost immediately. It was as if he was like waiting for me to, um, contact him. So whatever, he's really flirty with me. And then through texting. And then again, it's just kind of silent. I was at my friend's house and she was like, just ask him on a date. So I said, Hey, are you free tomorrow? Want to go on a date? And his response back was like, so confusing. It said, tomorrow is possible, but I do want to see you comma. Yes. And I was like, okay, so trying to interpret that, what is that? Like boy math? You know what I mean? Is that like, um, is that like, uh, not boy math? You know what I mean? Is that like boy speak or like boy language? Whatever that means. And so, um, yeah. So anyways, I, I was like, I think what he means is like, he doesn't know if tomorrow's possible, but he would like to, but he would like to see me, you know, at some point. And I just said, okay, let me know. So I was on Thursday. So then Friday, which this in reality of when I'm recording this, this just happened yesterday. So he waits until 6 PM on Friday to say, Hey, he says busy tonight, question mark. I'm like, you douchebag, you already know that I asked you to go on a date, which means that I was probably free. But anyways, at the time he texted me, I wasn't. I went to this aviation event that my work was sponsoring and it was so awesome. Um, I got to see like um, the airplanes and the helis and like all the things. It was so awesome. So anyways, I just said, hey, I just got to this aviation event at work, but it's over at seven. So I'll be free by then. I don't hear anything back. 
And I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, maybe he's just like trying to give me space at the event. He knows I'm there. He knows I'm going to be busy. Like I'm probably not going to be on my phone. Right. Then I, I tell him, hey, I'm about to leave. And then he messages me back and he goes, you know, I have this 24 hour walk thing tomorrow, so I should probably stay in tonight. But I'm really looking forward to seeing you, exclamation point. And I said to him, are you freaking kidding me? This is legit what I texted him. I, I saved it because I wanted to air this on the pod. It's like, I'm kind of like Taylor Swift. You're going to treat me badly. I'm going to talk about you on the podcast. Okay. And there might not be a lot of people who listen to this. It's not going to be a national or worldwide podcast, but you're going to get talked about on the pod. Okay. So you better watch out if you don't want to be talked about on the pod. So this is what I said to him after he told, after he like, said that. I said, wait, no, I'm not playing this game. You know that I asked you out tonight. Then you asked me if I was free and now you're staying in. That's confusing and totally not okay to do to someone. You're very hot then cold and super selfish. You know, it's because of guys like you that I have to take breaks from the dating apps and why I get so discouraged and tired of putting effort in only to get uh, S-H-I-T on by douchebags like you. I'm out. And I put a peace sign. And I felt like it was important that I spoke up and I told him what an like what a jerk and what an a-hole he was being because he needed to know. And honestly, he probably doesn't care because he's probably like there's probably something mentally wrong with him or he's another avoidant like that guy that I dated for the four months who it's very similar behavior, hot and cold as the guy dated in four months, gives a little and then pulls back. Like, it's just, it's the same kind of behavior, the same kind of behavior. And so I just was like, I need to tell him that he's a douchebag. And, you know, I had a feeling that he was going to like flake on me just because of how hot and cold he'd been in his communication earlier. Okay, so then another thing that happened uh, within this week on Bumble. So there's this guy who, um, so a little bit about Bumble, it's like woman led. So the woman has to make the first move if you match. And Bumble gives you promptings that you can ask them um, to like break the ice, right? They're like icebreakers. And each of you have to fill it out for the answers to be revealed. And so I, the one I've been using lately is what's the best part about being single? And my like go-to response has been that I get to choose the music in the car because I really love listening to Taylor Swift right now. She's what I'm obsessed with. And I've been obsessed with her for months and I love music, like being a dancer. And I think that that's just, you know, and I do musicals and I'm a performer and music is just really important to me. And I love concerts and all the things. So, and I love seeing, I, I just love music. And I've been in a relationship before that nine year long term relationship where he drove a majority of the time. And so he had control of the music and he never ever let me pick the music and it just really sucked. So anyways, um, this guy's response that I sent that question to, he said, um, um, that I don't have to be a provider. And I, and I thought that was such a great, um, response, right. That he doesn't have to provide for someone else. And I said, yeah, I know what that's like because being my own provider provider is hard enough. And I just thought, wow, this could be like a really beautiful conversation, right? We could get into something deep. We could like, you know, take this somewhere. And what he messages me back is uh, looking for a partner, you. And I said, looking for a husband. And he goes, love that. Let's grab a drink when I get back. And I said, sounds good. And then he said, here's my number. 
And, you know, I didn't feel comfortable like texting him right away because we hadn't even had a conversation. Like for me, I think I would prefer for us to like have a conversation on the app and like just try to like see if we can like vibe or can you even communicate like how's your spelling? What is your grammar like? Just, you know, like let me get a feel for you first before I give you my number. And so I said to him, I said, why don't you message me on here when you get back and we'll go from there. Hope you're having a great trip. And you know what this douchebag's response was? He said, I gave you my number. Let me know. And I'm just thinking, wow, you really don't respect my boundaries, do you? Wow, you're very selfish, aren't you? Wow, you're only thinking about yourself and you're not thinking about me. Like, are you serious right now? I mean, I know that you don't know me, but at least have concern for my heart. Like, at least have concern for my feelings. I mean, it was so clear that he had no respect for my boundaries or what I wanted because I made it very clear that I was not comfortable with texting him. I was not comfortable with giving him my phone number. And you know what was so funny is after I sent him that message saying, you know, why don't you message me on here? I thought about it for a long while. And I was like, you know what, Jenna, it would be okay if you did text him. So I was actually like in the process of changing my mind. And the next day I was going to send him a text. But then in the morning when I received that message from him, I was like, yeah, you freaking douchebag. You a-hole. You're so selfish. Like, wow. Wow. I mean, and these are just the guys that I'm meeting. Like, I'm going on a date today, so we'll see what happens. He wants to go to mini golf, and it's been raining all morning, so I'm not sure where he lives. Maybe he doesn't live around where I live, and maybe it's not raining over there. But, I mean, it sounds fun, but we'll see. I'll respond to him after I'm done recording, but... I just, but the thing, <laughs> the thing that's interesting about this guy that I'm talking to right now is like, he's kind of getting the wrath of how like pissed off I am about all these other douchebags that I've been meeting that I've been matching with. And so after I got home from the event last night, I was planning on texting this guy anyways. And we had met on Bumble and like we had already started chatting on Bumble. So I felt comfortable with texting him. And you know, he goes, Here's my phone number if you want to text. And I like sat on it for a few days because I just really wasn't sure. But I'm also not doing the thing of only giving one guy my attention at a time because that's BS. And so um, I was going to text him anyways. So after that guy just completely blew me off, I texted him and I he was uh, we were talking and then um, he made a comment. I said, what's your dream job? And he goes, to be a writer or a stay-at-home dad. And he puts like a laughing face emoji. And I said, well, I'm not looking for a stay-at-home husband, so this might not work out. Um, I said, I'm not sure if you know, but I'm looking for a husband and I want to have a family. Like, and then I think I just sent that to him and he was like, I was joking. And I said, okay, like, cool. Like, I can take a joke, but I take finding a husband like very seriously. So now you know. And he was like, now I know. And I could tell by, you know, the intro in your profile. He's like, what has been like the hardest challenge with you trying to find a spouse? Or have you just started looking? And I said that I keep matching with effing douchebags and and like a-holes who are so selfish. And I just like kind of laid it out on him. And I just said, you know, I'm not going to tolerate this behavior. So if that's you, like you can go kick rocks because I will walk away and I will leave you in a freaking heartbeat because I'm not going to tolerate this crap. And I said, like, all I'm looking for is someone who, like, treats me right 
and who loves me unconditionally, you know? And he, his response back was like super kind. And he was just like, yeah, you deserve what you're seeking. And he was like, and I'm not going to say that I'm one of the good guys. And I said, good, don't say that because I've also learned not to trust what people say. And, and, um, I said, and actions are going to prove so much more than words. And he was like, yeah, that's right. So I don't know. He could just totally be BSing with me, but we're going to go on a date today and we're going to find out. So, um, I just felt like I didn't feel bad for him that he caught me at this point, but he can handle it. And it, it didn't scare him away when I was coming to him with all of my challenges and like, and he goes, oh, um, he said, well, tell me like, why do they suck? Because I said, um, these guys suck. I said, this sucks. And I said, this experience has been really terrible. And he goes, well, why do they suck? And I said, oh, it's too much to text. I said, if we ever meet up or have a phone call, I'll gladly tell you. And he goes, yeah, we should totally meet up. I would love to listen. I'm really good at that. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, well, good, because I love talking. But no, I also want someone who talks back. But it's just like, I just kind of like laid it out on him. And I just said, if you're going to be a douchebag, like, bye, you can go to hell. Like, I don't care anymore. I, I, it just like, I don't know. What is this world? What is this world? Who are the men in this world? Like what is happening? And I know that not all guys are douchebags. I, I know that. And so I can't like put a blanket statement out there that every guy is like that. But it just seems like every guy that I've met through the dating has just not been good. But I will tell you that I'm starting to be more brave and I'm starting to like approach men in the wild if I find them to be attractive or like say if we have a conversation and I feel like we're connecting or whatever because this online dating thing is just like not freaking working. And so I just can't wait for a guy to come up to me because guys, guys like don't approach me. But what they will do is like they'll comment on my hair and then I don't realize that that's them kind of flirting with me because so many people comment on my hair and I just take it as, oh, it's just another compliment. You know what I mean? Like I'm just so used to the compliment that I don't take it as anything more than that. But I also have to say that the guys who have made compliments on my hair, I'm just not interested in them. So let me tell you yesterday. So when, when I was at the aviation event, I was talking to this one gentleman who was super handsome and like he has pretty great teeth and like dreamy brown eyes and like he was taller than me and like all the things that I'm looking for like on the outside right he he had amazing eye contact like he had a great smile he was very personable and I felt like we were really vibing and so the whole like not the whole time we were talking but some of the time that we were talking I was like I should ask him if he's single like I would love to go on a date with this guy so we finished chatting and I leave and then I'm like, Jenna, you need to just ask him, like, take your chance. You're looking for a husband. The guys that you've met on the online world have not been good. Like, you don't miss your, don't miss out on this opportunity because maybe it could be something great. So I'm like kind of watching him and more people are coming up to him because they're like interested in what he has brought to the aviation event. And then finally, like, I see that he's on the phone and it kind of looks like he's probably talking about something kind of serious. I don't know. But his like coworker is there with him. So I go up to his coworker and I'm just kind of waiting there because he's talking with this little kid. Uh, this young man, I should say. He was probably like 12 or something. And then he looks at me. He goes, hey, can I help you? And I was like, yeah, like 
you know that guy that I was chatting with earlier? Um, is he single? <laughs> he goes, oh, you know what? I think he is. I think he just broke up with his girlfriend. And I said, would you mind giving him my number? And he was like, no, not at all. And so as I'm in the trailer, like writing my number down, the guy that I was chatting to, the one who is super cute and who's now on the phone, he kind of like walks in front of the trailer and he totally like, he probably sees that I'm in there talking to his coworker. And I'm like, right. I wrote down my phone number and I just looked at his coworker and I said, Hey, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. And he was like, yeah, no problem. So then I kind of walk away and then I hide a little bit because I'm like trying to peek to see like how this guy reacts when his coworker tells him that I, I gave him his number, but I didn't get to like see the reaction because he was still on the phone. And then I think he got right back on the phone. So I hope everything's okay. And I haven't heard from him yet. And it's now the next day and I might not ever hear from him, but that's okay. Like I just am really proud of myself that I was brave and I did it. And, you know, unfortunately, I wasn't able to ask him directly to his face, which that would have been even more brave of me to do and would have taken a lot more courage. But like, I just feel like I have to start doing it. There was this guy at the park that I saw the other day. I was like, I need to ask him out. But but he was walking and I was running and I was like, I ran past him and I figured I would catch up with him at some point and I never saw him again. But if I see him again, I'm probably going to approach him and ask him if he's single and for his number and if he wants to go on a date because I just need to start approaching men in the wild because this online dating is just not working. And, you know, guys, like, don't ask me out. Like, I've never been asked out before. I've always been the pursuer and like, I want to be pursued. And even with this guy that I'm talking to right now, who we're going to go on a date today, like I've been more of the pursuer and it's hard because I'm a woman and like, I want to be pursued, but I definitely can have, I, I definitely have more of a dominating personality. You know, I go after what it is that I want. I reach my goals. I I'm very much an achiever. And like, this has been the hardest goal for me to achieve because it involves more than one person. And, um, I, I get tired and I get discouraged <laughs> when I said I get tired. I think of that Taylor Swift speech that's like going around the internet where she talks about that she gets tired anyways. Like I just get tired and I just get discouraged and I just have to step away. And, you know, last week when I had to step away from the dating apps, I was on Bumble and I just like a man's profile popped up, you know, right when you open the app and I just looked at him and I just thought, you disgust me. I literally thought that to myself. I was like, you are so disgusting. And I was like, I have to get off of this platform because I've just been so hurt and I've been so like, like pooped on by guys. And I just feel like it's one idiot after another, like one douchebag after another. I just looked at them and I was like, I can't even see him in a positive light right now. Like he disgusted me. And I've never really like felt that way about someone who I didn't even know. So I feel like, you know, and you know what else I think is like, there's the guys who they never want to meet up. And I, I had to like, you just have to like set for, firm boundaries. And there's the guys on the dating app who, you know, they're on multiple apps and I'm on multiple apps. And so they see them on multiple apps. And like, there was this one guy who we had like a really great conversation on Bumble and then it just never went anywhere. And then he's also on match and I'm on match. And then he likes my profile on match. And I'm like, you think that I'm going to reach out to you again when we already had one conversation on Bumble and you never took it anywhere. And now you're going to try to like me on another app. Like, why does everybody just want to play games? 
I don't, I don't understand. I, I just don't understand. It's like we are adults now. Most of the guys that I am like trying to match with are at least my age or older. So that's 35 or older. Some of them are like 33. But honestly, like when I look at the 33-year-olds, I'm just like, you're a, you don't want this. Like you're not ready to settle down. Like, do you really want a wife and kids? Because like, that's what I want. I don't know. And it's also hard for me to swipe on someone who's in like the 28, 29, 30 range because I'm just thinking like, you don't want to be serious. Like you're so young. I don't know. So the guy, the range that I'm like mostly swiping on or trying to match with is like 35 to like 42. But even like 42, that's like seven years older than me. I just feel like that's so old because like, I don't want you to die seven years before me. You know, I want to have a family and I want us to be able to raise them together. And, you know, we're already not going to have a lot of time together because we're older. And that's another thing that makes me really sad is like, I feel like I've missed out on so much time with a husband because now I'm 35. And what, we're going to have maybe a solid 40 years together if we meet this year, if we meet while I'm 35. Because a lot of people are dying in their like early 70s and I'm already halfway to 70. So gosh, now I have just a headache, I think, because it's raining. Um, um, yeah, I just like that makes me sad. And then, you know, another thing, this is not the ex of dating anymore. But another thing I kind of think about is like having children. You know, I really want to have children. But I think like, is it selfish, selfish of me to want to have children this late in my life? Because like, say if I don't ever find anybody and I, I come 40 and I'm like, okay, like maybe I'm going to have to use a sperm donor, right? And then I have the baby at 40, 41. I mean, they're only going to get like f- maybe 40 years of me. Maybe. You know, people are dying so early now. They're dying in their 70s. And so I just think, is that even fair? Is that even fair that they're only going to get 40 years with their mom? Like, am I even going to know my grandchildren? So these are things that I really think about and I really contemplate. And like, I, I wish that this is not how my life turned out. And it's funny because on Bumble, there is um, one of the like icebreaker questions is what would the title of your autobiography be? And I think that's a really clever question. And I've been really thinking about it. And the short the short title would be like the road less traveled. Although I hate that title because it's like overplays and it's not original. Like I'm trying to come up with an, with an original one, but like that's the one that I can think of because my life has turned out to be nothing like I thought it would be. I, I just want to have a normal life. Like I just want to get married. I want to have a family. And I feel like everybody around me can have that. Everybody around me has that. You know, why is it so hard for me to get that? And then I, you know, when I'm in like the darkest, darkest and deepest places, because yes, last weekend I just had a panic attack, a major breakdown on Friday, which I'll tell you about in another episode. And then I had another breakdown on Sunday and I was in bed by 430 on Sunday. Just I couldn't take it anymore. And, um, you know, I just think, why can why can my life just not be normal? And then, you know, I just tell myself, Jenna, when are you going to realize that your life has never been normal? You know, when are you going to realize that your life has never looked like anybody else's life? Like, when are you going to realize that your path is the road less traveled? Everybody is going to the right, but you will go to the left. I mean, I don't follow social norms. 
I don't look like everybody else. I don't act like everybody else. I'm very like, I let my freak flag fly. Like I'm very individual. Um, but my brother is even like that too, which I think is funny. He, my brother made the comment. He's like, you know, I don't, you know, I don't follow what those trends, you know, I don't do what those people do. You know, I like to try to do my own thing. It's like he purposely does the opposite because he doesn't want to be like everybody else. For me, it's not a purposeful thing. It just is what happens, you know? And I also think because I live in Arizona and I live in a city that is very populated by Mormons, you know, I see that. That is what is around me is that these couples get married at 18, 19, 20, 21. And then they have babies at 24 and then they're done having babies by 30, right? Like that is the demographic that I'm surrounded by. And so when that is not my life, which it's not, I think what is wrong with me? I think, why can I not just be normal? Why can I not have just a normal life? Like everybody else can find a spouse. Why can't I? You know, and then obviously, you know, my past with religion, but like, and I think, you know, if I could just be Mormon, I could probably have a husband and a family, but that's not, that's not for me. Like I'm not Mormon. I could never be Mormon. I don't believe in that. I don't agree with that. Like, just like I tried Christianity, I had to walk away. It wasn't for me. And, you know, it's like I could fake it and pretend, but I would never be happy. And that's the other thing is, is like, because I spent four years single and I worked on myself and I learned to love myself, like I can't settle because eventually I will leave. Just like with that four month uh, dating relationship that I had, I had to walk away because he was never going to give me what I wanted. Right. And I saw this like little YouTube shorts the other day and a guy was saying, you know, no one ever talks about the person who's been on a self-love journey and how, oh, what did he say? I wish I could find the video. He said something like, um, no one ever talks about how difficult it is for the person who's been on a self-love journey to date because they don't settle because they kind of know what they're looking for because if they're not treated right, they will leave. And I had to like that video so fast because that's the situation that I'm in, right? Like, that's just the situation that I'm in. It, it's like, if you're not going to treat me right, I'm going to leave, you know? And I told this, the guy that I'm going to go on a date with today, I told him, I was just like, um, I, I, I just said, you know, I have no problem walking away. You're going to treat me like SHIT. Bye. You can go kick rocks, you know? Okay. Yeah. So that's just been my experience. I'm just trying to think really quick. Like if there's anybody else like that, I don't know. I've just been really hurt. I've been really scarred and I've been really jaded and yeah. So I can't think of any other icks that I've recently experienced or just like that guy, the four month guy. And then the, oh my gosh, those two idiots. Oh, I can tell you something else. Let me tell you this. So I matched with another guy on Bumble and he, I thought like, I would have loved to have gone on a date with him, but he unmatched with me. Totally fine. Oh yes. I have another. Okay. Let me tell you about the other guy. Okay. But first let me finish with this one. So he was like an entrepreneur. Love that. Right. Like I want someone who's educated. I also love someone who I love the entrepreneur, entrepreneur spirit, Like I'm an entrepreneur. My family is entrepreneur, entrepreneurs. Um, Like 
let's go. Like I love that passion and that drive that someone has behind that entrepreneur spirit. Um, I also love a man who's highly educated. Like I, I don't swipe right if you only have high school education, which I might have to change that because these guys who are educated are just douchebags. So anyways, I swept on him. We started talking and I had at that time I had changed my Bumble intro like my little about me to say, fellas, you're not reading this. You're just looking at how cute I am with a little winky emoji face because it's true. Guys are not reading. Like I've been in this game for 11 months. I know guys are not reading this. People are also not being honest. People are catfishing. People are using old pictures. Like let's be, let's be real. Right. And so I said that. And then I also haven't filled out any of the other questions because I'm just not going to spend my time or waste my time doing that. Guys don't care about that. They're just looking at the pictures, okay? And when they say that they care, we'll see because this guy I'm going on a date with said he actually cares and he reads the profiles and stuff. But anyways, so I matched with this guy and he, he we matched and he goes, by the way, I actually do care about what your profile says and I'm not just looking at your pictures. And I said, oh, really? I said, well, you're a minority because that's not how it works usually. A lot of guys only only look at pictures. I said, I've been doing this for like 11 months now. Like I know how to play the game. And um, I think that that's all that I was going to say about that. I just thought it was interesting how he he actually read it and he actually pointed it out. Right. And then so did the guy that, uh, anyways, I think that's all I wanted to say about that. But then let me tell you about this other guy that I went on a date with. So it was my birthday weekend. And again, we matched on Bumble and he's a doctor and he's 33 and he's, he's a surgeon and he does like spinal surgery. And I was like really excited because like, uh, he's a physician's assistant, I should say, which he's basically a doctor. And so, um, um, we went on a date and he, he was just like, you know, I believe chivalry is not dead. So I'll come to you. So he came out to where I live and we went and we watched one of the Diamondbacks World Series games and he showed up to the bar way earlier than me because I was actually going to a Halloween party beforehand. And he just waited for me at the bar restaurant. It was really nice. And I thought we really vibed well. I couldn't tell though, by the end of the date, if I wanted to, if I was like, actually interested in this man so we had planned to go to get ice cream the night before the the next night because that the ice cream date was actually our original date I just wanted to bump it up because I was like what what are we waiting for and so uh during this date though like I just couldn't tell if he was lying to me because he was he was telling me so he's a a physician's assistant his he, he was telling me that his brother and sister both got into Stanford when one was 16 and one was 15. He was telling me that both of his parents are like highly esteemed doctors and scientists and one and his dad has something to do with like some research on macular macularate degeneration uh macularate that I'm not saying the first word correctly but is it demacularate uh macular not immaculate degeneration but you know the eyes it's like a disease of the eyes where you lose your eyesight right and so now they have this like um um, foundation set up where they like give people free eye exams and he was just telling me that like his 
grandparents on both sides are highly educated and both scientists and both doctors. And he just comes from this family, this like line of like super intelligent, smart people. And I, first of all, have never met anybody like this before. And second of all, I was just like, are you lying? And I think I said that to him. I think I said, I can't tell if you're lying to me or not, because this just sounds like pretty outrageous and pretty outlandish. And I don't know. He was also, so he's like, uh, he deals with pain management, you know, of the back and then he does a spinal surgery and I have back pain and I grew up, you know, I'm a dancer. And so I think somewhere I got injured in my back and I told him I was, and I told him this just so we could relate, not because I was looking for free doctor advice, but I said to him, you know, I have back pain too. And he goes, you know, like, I don't, I don't like, I don't solicit free advice or I don't give out free advice. And I was like, oh, well, that's not why I was telling you this. I was just telling you so we could relate, you know, because it's like something we have in common. He was like, okay, well, I just don't give out free advice. And I'm just like, you douchebag. Like, but I also know that when I was, before I was retired as a hairstylist, people would come to me and they would want free advice on their hair. And I would have to tell them, no, I was like, if you want some advice or if you want a consultation, you can make an appointment. So I get it. I get where he was coming from. But I was like, dude, I don't want you to think that I was using you just to get some like free pain consultation or some free treatment or something. Cause it wasn't that, but you know, um, you know, something else I realized, which I didn't realize this until after the date too, but he was, he, he was at the bar for like many hours and I don't know like how many beers he had. I didn't know if he ate anything. I, I didn't know. Right. Cause I showed up hours later and the waitress came over and was like, do you want something to drink? And I was like, yeah, I'll take a beer. And then he was still drinking his beer. So he, sh- he didn't want anything else. And she came over quite a few times. Like, do you guys want food? Do you want food? Do you want food? And I, I c- thought it was kind of weird how persistent she was with it. But then when I saw the bill, the bill that he paid for was only $14, which means that he only drank that one beer and I only had one beer and he only sipped on that one beer all night when it was the Diamondbacks World Series, when the place was probably really busy and she probably could have used that table and gotten a few customers in and out who would have paid a lot more and like she was mis- missing out on tips. And so I think that's why she came up to me. I think that's why she came up to us so much and was like, do you guys want food? Do you want food? She was probably annoyed that he had been taking up this table for the whole night and only ordered one beer. Oh, I felt so bad for her, but yeah. So, uh, long, like summarize it, uh, the next morning he texted me and he just said we weren't a good match. And so I was like, okay, I didn't even respond. I just blocked his number and deleted it. Like there's no, there's no need to respond, but it's funny. I was on hinge yesterday and I saw his profile on hinge And he made a mention that he just found out that one of his friends like submitted him to be on the dating show, like married at first sight. And I wanted to message him so bad and be like, haha, that's so funny. But I didn't because like I'm not butthurt about it or anything. Fine. You don't think we're a good match? Fine. Because I was unsure if I thought you were a good match. And to be quite honest with you, I thought it was kind of disgusting that you're a doctor and you're a surgeon and you had dirt under your nails. That kind of disgusted me. And I was like, oh, I would not want those fingers going anywhere near me. Mm -mm -mm. You you clean up your nails. That's gross. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, so I think that that's all I'm going to say for now. And, you know, more dating adventures to come, I guess. Well, that is all I have for you on this episode of A Conversation with Jenna. 
But remember, the conversation doesn't have to end here. If you have thoughts and opinions on my thoughts and opinions, you can email me at a conversation with Jenna at gmail.com. I can't promise that I will respond to every email, but I would love to hear from you. Also, please rate and review my podcast on whatever platform you listen on. I would greatly appreciate it. Don't let the things you want make you forget the things you have. Thank you so much for listening, and I can't wait to talk with you next time. Bye.